We're Woodlands Church. We're right in the middle of our heaven on earth challenge, which is based on the verse in the Lord's Prayer where Jesus taught us how to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus was saying, you can reach out and touch heaven. When you pray, you're reaching out and you're touching heaven. And we're to pray for the king of heaven to bring some heaven to earth in our life, in our homes, in our relationships, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our cities. We can reach out and touch heaven when we pray and bring some heaven on earth right where we are. It's so important to understand that in this whole challenge, we have so much available to us that we never access. We have the peace of heaven, the healing of heaven, the blessings of heaven right within our reach. But we gotta reach out in prayer and take hold of heaven so that heaven can come to earth right where we are. The problem is, we get so distracted by earth that we rarely reach out and touch heaven. We usually let everything here on earth crowd out heaven. But sometimes you gotta push through a crowd of distractions so that you can find heaven. Hey, there are people that will push through crowds for ridiculous reasons, and you know that. We've all been in those crowds at times where everybody's trying to get to the front, everybody's pushing through. In a little over a month from now, it'll be Black Friday, and there will be people waiting in line at department stores and pushing through crowds in order to fight somebody over a flat screen television. People will fight through crowds for ridiculous reasons, but I want us to look at a woman today who fought through a crowd so she could touch heaven. And it shows us that we have to fight through a crowd of distractions so that we can touch heaven. Don't let anything ever distract you from touching heaven because the blessings of heaven are right within reach. And so I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter eight, and we'll begin with verse 42. Would you stand in honor of God's word, Woodlands Church, and just follow along with me? As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing around you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and how she'd been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Well, dear God, we thank you that you've given us the authority to reach out and take hold of heaven. And how we need some heaven to come to earth, Lord, right where we are right now. And I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice, Lord, that every one of us would reach out and take hold of the blessings of heaven today. And then, Lord, that you would open our eyes to see how we're to be a blessing to others, that we're to bring heaven to earth through our prayers and through our lives. But I know, Lord, that you're here right now 
and with everyone worshiping with us online, everyone, Lord, at our satellite in Atascocita, to everyone, Lord Jesus, within the sound of my voice, you're right there. And all we have to do is reach out and take hold of heaven. Help us do that today, Lord, so our lives will never be the same again. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. Heaven came to earth 2,000 years ago and walked among us. Jesus was heaven in human flesh. And this woman pushed through the crowd and touched heaven. And she found the healing of heaven instantly. She found the power of heaven to overcome her greatest obstacle in life. In verse 43, it says, and a woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. This woman's greatest obstacle wasn't the crowd that she had to fight through in order to get to Jesus. No, it was the illness that she'd been fighting for 12 years that was slowly killing her. She desperately wanted a touch of heaven. She was desperate for heaven. And that's why she pushed through the crowds because she'd been going from doctor to doctor, trying all kinds of medicines, and nothing worked. She was labeled incurable, terminal, a lost cause. She was desperate for a touch of heaven. She was also broke. She'd spent all her money trying to find cures and paying quack doctors, and, and now she was even worse, and she had no money left. She was facing an overwhelming barrier that seemed impossible to ever overcome. So what is the greatest barrier you're facing today? What is that problem in your life you feel like you'll never get through? What is that hurt you feel like you'll never get over? What is that loss you feel like you'll never recover from? What is the greatest barrier of your life right now? What is that overwhelming barrier that you just feel like you'll never get through it? Here's the good news. When our greatest barrier becomes too great and we come to the end of ourselves, the barrier between heaven and earth gets really thin. Did you get that? When our greatest barrier becomes too great for us to overcome and we realize it and we come to the end of ourselves and we feel like giving up, the barrier between heaven and earth gets really thin. Ancient Celtic Christians would call some places thin places. They said because in those places, the barrier between heaven and earth was really thin. And they were saying that it was almost like heaven was just touching earth and miracles would happen in those places, those thin places. And it was usually places where people had prayed for years and years and years and years that heaven would come to earth, like Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, that his kingdom would come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and it was like heaven was touching earth in those places. I believe Woodland Church is a thin place. Why? Because people have prayed at our campuses for years for heaven to come to earth in this place. And that's why every week we have people walk onto our campuses and just break down and cry. And, and a pastor will see them maybe at the prayer fountain and come talk to them and, and lead them to Christ or get them to counseling to help restore their marriage. Or, and we'll ask, you know, how, how did you end up here? Well, you know, I've never been here to church, but I just, I don't know. I just drove in, parked, and I was just hurting. Came over to the prayer fountain. Happens all the time. 
Woodland Church is a thin place. The barrier between heaven and earth at Woodland Church campuses is really thin. It's like heaven touches earth in this place. There's something about it because people have prayed for years. But I want you to know that the greatest thin place, the most powerful thin place, it is not a place on earth. The most powerful thin place is the heart of a person whose thick pride has crumbled away when they realize their greatest barrier is too great for them to overcome and they stop wrestling for control and they reach out for heaven. That's the greatest thin place. This woman was at that thin place where heaven was already coming down into her heart because all of her pride had crumbled away. Everything that she could do, she had tried. She realized her greatest barrier was too great for her to overcome. And the barrier between heaven and earth got really thin. And she was ready for a miracle. This woman had given up. She was at the end of her rope. Then she heard heaven was coming to her hometown. Jesus was going to be passing through. And a little bit of faith began to rise up in her heart. And she thought, if I could just touch the hem of his cloak, then maybe I would finally be healed. If I could just touch heaven, maybe, just maybe, this nightmare would be over. And I want to ask you today, are you at a thin place? Or do you still have a thick barrier of pride that's keeping you from touching heaven? Are you reaching out for everything else? Or are you wrestling for control? When you wrestle for control with God, you can't reach out and touch heaven. If you're wrestling for control and trying to fix everything in and of your own strength, you can't reach out and touch heaven. It's only when you come to the place where you realize your greatest barrier is too great for you to overcome and you give up and you give up to him, the barrier between heaven and earth gets really thin and heaven is right there. Are you at a thin place today? If you are, that's the place where the barrier between heaven and earth is so thin and heaven is so near that with just a little bit of faith you can reach out and experience the healing of heaven, the blessings of heaven, the provision of heaven. It's just right there. And maybe you're there. When you walked in today, maybe you thought, man, I I am at a terrible place in my life. I just don't see how I'm gonna get through. I don't see how I'm gonna get over this. I don't see how I'm gonna make it through. You're a thin place. And I'm telling you, heaven is so near with just a little bit of imperfect, ordinary faith like this woman had, you can reach out and take hold of heaven by turning to the God of heaven. Well, this woman was not only destitute and considered incurable, she was also considered unclean by the whole community. You see, according to Jewish law, because of her bleeding, she was considered unclean and everyone who touched her or who she touched would be considered unclean. And so because of that, she would have been ostracized by the whole community. She probably had been put outside the city so that no one could accidentally bump into her and touch her or she touch anyone. And so she probably hadn't felt human touch in 12 years. I mean, can you just imagine never again in your life having someone come alongside you and put their arm around you and say, it's gonna be okay. 
I'm here. I can't fix this, but I'm here. Can you imagine never again having an encouraging hug? Never again holding a hand? Can you imagine for the rest of your life never again having human touch, any connection? Can you imagine being totally isolated? I would imagine that her greatest fear was the fear of being alone for the rest of her life, never being accepted, never being understood, never being touched, never being treasured. I would imagine that was her greatest fear. But just the thought of one touch of heaven helped her overcome her greatest fear. And I'm telling you, One touch of heaven can help you overcome your greatest obstacle, and one touch of heaven can help you overcome your greatest fear. So what's your greatest fear? The fear that paralyzes you, that keeps you up at night. Is it the fear of failure? Is it the fear that someone's gonna find out that uh, you're not all you're cracked up to be? Is it the fear of rejection? The fear of never being totally understood? The fear of being alone, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the future, the fear of death. What is your greatest fear? The fear that paralyzes you. Just one touch of heaven can break through and dispel your greatest fear. In Luke 8, 44, it says, she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. So she scrapes together every last bit of hope and courage that she can muster and shoving her fear and shame aside, she gets into the crowd and I can just imagine that she pulled her cloak a little bit up over her head and put her face down in order not to be recognized by anyone in the crowd. And then it must have felt so awkward It must have felt so uncomfortable for the first time in 12 years to feel human touch and and to get bumped around in that crowd. And it must have felt claustrophobic to her. But she was determined and she pushed through the crowd and she fought through that crowd and she fought through that crowd and she didn't let anything keep her from touching heaven. And finally she got right there at the front of the crowd, right behind Jesus Christ. In a scandalous act of faith, she has the audacity to reach out and touch heaven. She touched the hem of his cloak. She touched the hem of heaven, and she discovered that heaven has a healer, and his name is Jesus Christ. And instantly, she was healed. Instantly, she was restored. But that wasn't the end of the story. I mean, it would have been a, a great miracle if, you know, she's healed instantly and as she was and never has any pain, never has any problem. Again, she's totally restored and then she just fades back into the crowd and it's all over, but that didn't happen that way. No, she was probably horrified when Jesus said to her, or said, somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. I'm sure that she had no idea that that was gonna happen. In Luke 8, 45, he said, who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. 
Jesus said, who touched me? And Simon Peter said, everybody, Lord. I mean, that's kind of a crazy question to ask because we're all crowding. They're crushing you. Everybody's trying to get close to you. The crowd, even the disciples, didn't realize a miracle had taken place in their midst. They had no idea that this powerful miracle had just happened, but Jesus knew, the woman knew, and don't we have an amazing God that even when one of his children reaches out with a little bit of faith, not even saying a word, but just reaches out with a little bit of faith, he's right there for heaven to invade and bring the blessings of heaven. And maybe you don't have any words to pray because you're hurting so deeply, you just reach out to heaven, you just reach out to your heavenly Father because he knows, he sees, and he cares. And he knows what you need. What an incredible God we have. Without any fanfare or even a word being spoken, God knew and responded to her. She was one of his children reaching out to him in faith. Now even though her bleeding had stopped, and the miracle had happened, she still would have been considered unclean until she went through all the prescribed ceremonial and ritual washing that was required by Jewish law. And so she would have been, you know, she would have had to go to the um, priests and she would have had to go through all this ritual and then she would have been declared un, she would have been declared clean. So she was still considered unclean when Jesus called for her. He said, who touched me? Now, he knew who touched him. He was just wanting her to acknowledge it before the people. And he wanted her to tell everyone what Christ had done for him, for her. And so she was unclean, though, by Jewish law. Still unclean, but Jesus was calling for her to come to him. It was like Jesus was saying, there is no time that you cannot approach me. You can never be too unclean to come to me. And some of you, you feel like you're too unclean, that you can't really get forgiveness from God because you've just gone too far away from God. You feel unclean in some area of your life and it's created shame and, and you don't wanna really face it or, or bring it to God, but I'm telling you, Jesus said you can never be too unclean to come to me. If you'll come to me humbly and you'll reach out to me, then I'll receive you and you'll find my forgiveness, you'll find my grace and I'll hold you and I'll cleanse you and I'll give you a fresh start. You can never be too unclean to come to Jesus Christ. So is there an area of your life where you feel unclean? Maybe you feel too ashamed to even put it in a prayer. Just bring it to God, he loves you. He cleanses and he forgives. In Luke 8, 46, though, he says, but Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Jesus said, someone touched me. He was saying someone reached out with a little bit of faith, and they touched heaven, and they experienced the healing of heaven. He's saying somebody was at the end of their rope, and they reached out, and I rescued them. Someone was at their weakest, and then they reached out and they found supernatural strength. Someone who felt like they were losing the battle reached out and they found the victory in my power. Someone who thought they were at the end reached out and they found a new beginning with my strength. Someone who had been going through hell reached out and touched heaven and experienced the healing of heaven 
in their life. Jesus knew. The woman knew. No one else knew. He was just giving her a chance to step forward. And in Luke 8, 47, it says, Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Now, focusing on that phrase, it's a beautiful phrase, seeing that she could not go unnoticed. She could not go unnoticed by who? Well, it's not talking about the crowd because she'd gone completely unnoticed by the crowd. The crowd could care less about her. The crowd overlooked her. They didn't care about her pain and her problems. They didn't care about her greatest barrier. They didn't care about her hurt. They didn't care about her at all. She went completely unnoticed by the crowd, but she couldn't go unnoticed by Jesus. And you can never go unnoticed by Jesus. Maybe you're overlooked by everyone else, but Jesus looks right into your heart. You can't be overlooked by Jesus Christ. You can't be unnoticed by him. The healer of heaven notices you today. He knows your deepest hurts, he knows your deepest needs, he knows your pain, he knows what you're going through, and he cares, and he has the power to do something about it. Maybe no one else knows how you're bleeding on the inside. Maybe no one else knows how deeply wounded you are. Maybe no one else knows how much you feel like giving up. Jesus knows, he notices. You cannot go unnoticed by Jesus. He's the great noticer of heaven, and he notices you today, and he cares. But if we want to bring some heaven to earth, we need to be noticers. And notice those who no one else notices. We need to be those who notice those who are ignored, those who are left out, those who are considered less than and least. We need to be noticers today because we can reach out and bring some heaven to earth. We can reach up and bring some heaven into our lives, and then we reach out and bring heaven into others' hearts. And that's when we really experience the blessings of heaven, when we do that. It's reaching up and bringing heaven into our hearts, reaching out and bringing heaven into the hurts of others. That's what God wants, and that's what you do, Woodland Church. That's what this church is all about. At the end of it all, Jesus said, there's gonna be a great separation. And he said, it's like the, the sheep and the goats, you know, and with the shepherd out there, he separates the sheep and the goats. And I'm gonna separate the sheep and the goats, and here's how I'm gonna do it. And, and he says, for those who love me, for those who bring some heaven into their hearts and bring heaven into others' lives, this is what will happen. Then the king will say to those on his right, enter, you who are blessed by my father. Take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation, and here's why. I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was homeless, and you gave me a room. I was shivering, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When do we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? And when do we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. How powerful. 
See, whenever we reach out in love to minister to, to meet the needs of someone who's ignored or overlooked, then we're really touching heaven. You wanna touch heaven? You wanna touch Jesus Christ? Minister to the people around you that are hurting, the poor and the powerless, those who are hurting, those who are bleeding on the inside. You reach out, you're touching Jesus. You're touching heaven. But many times, we don't notice. We get so caught up in our own problems and stresses, and we let everything crowd out the things that are most important. We let earth crowd out heaven. But Woodland Church, you've been opening your eyes to see that heaven is within reach. And this is our Heaven on Earth Serve weekend. And it's been an amazing weekend so far. Unbelievable what God has done. Even just Saturday, I think there's been over 600 of you already volunteer on Saturday. And, and today is the, the big day that we're really kicking it off and getting started. And so I want, we need every one of you guys, every one of you, and every one of you watching online, if you're in the area, we need every one of you because we're gonna do some huge things today. Now we have all these ministries, over 100 ministries and missions, but today we're gonna all focus on two or three things and change it in a big way. A big church makes a big difference when we put our eyes on the Lord and onto others. We're gonna go to the Tomball area and Pilgrim Hill Missionary Baptist Church is a 150-year-old building, an historic building, but um, and a great pastor out there, Pastor Russell. And Pastor Dustin has connected with him and with his church, and we've done a lot of ministry in that area because we've noticed the needs that are out there. And so this church hasn't been able to meet since the pandemic because it's really starting to fall apart and fall down, and it's unsafe to meet in. And so today, we're going out there. We've been out there yesterday as well, and we're going out there to totally do a remodel, an extreme church makeover to make an impact so they can get back meeting in their historic building and keep making a huge difference. Um, this tells you just a little bit about it, just watch. Yeah, it's gonna be so exciting today and we're already make, making a huge difference out there. It's, it's changed so much since yesterday, but then we're also going into the same area and we're going to be doing a fall festival. You know our big fall festival that's coming up and um, I guess it's coming up is it next weekend? Yeah, it's next weekend. We have a big fall festival, but um, we're gonna do a fall festival for a church out there, Fountain of Love Church of God, and they do amazing work. They're ministering to their community, so we're gonna be putting that on from like two to four today, this afternoon, and we're, we're resourcing this fall festival, and we, we need hundreds of you to go to the fall festival and help out, and it's all about this church. The church is the one that's doing it, reaching their community, and Pastor White out there is amazing, and so he's reaching this community in an unbelievable way, and we're gonna come alongside him to be there, to help, and, and put on this huge kind of Woodlands Church-style fall festival that's gonna be amazing, and he's so excited about it, and the churches and the community. They've been inviting everyone. And then we're gonna be distributing food to those with food insecurity, and there's some under-resourced areas that we're gonna be distributing a lot of groceries to that we have ready, and we've got it all organized. We're ready to go. So here's what we need you to do between 1 and 2 p.m., we need you to go out to Concordia Lutheran School in Tomball, Concordia Lutheran School in Tomball, and there we're gonna have our teams out there and we'll register you. The whole families can come, kids can come help, and then we'll tell you which one of these areas to go. Is it you'll be delivering food or you'll be 
um, helping with the fall festival, and we'll give you a job assignment, or you'll be helping restore the church building. Um, we will register you there between one and two, and it just for four hours. If you can stay two hours, that's great. But at the most, just four hours. Um, say one hour, that's great. But to be there, to make an impact in just one weekend. And already at our Atascacita campus, they put in a, a beautiful garden at one of the local elementary schools. They're also uh, gonna be, on, on tonight, they're gonna be doing a huge block party at the Kingwood Town Center. Our Woodlands uh, Children's Ministry is gonna be putting on a huge show and they're gonna be ministering there and you're welcome to come to that as well. It's just amazing what God's doing this weekend. But right after this service, and we're gonna stop the service a little bit early, and the worship service isn't over because this is our worship. If what happens inside this building doesn't change what happens outside the building, then we really didn't worship, did we? And so we believe with all of our hearts that the message starts when you leave the building. But it really starts when you go into the foyer today at our campuses because we're gonna stop a little early, we're gonna send you out, and we want every one of you to stay and help us pack food. We're gonna pack 80,000 meals and we're gonna put them in shipping containers and ship them to our teams in Haiti because there's so much food insecurity since the last earthquake and there's so many problems and things that they're challenges they're facing and we've been there for years now making a difference through our, our farmers field schools and our coffee ministry and our clinics and, and so we're gonna send it right to our teams there. It's gonna go right there because we've been on the ground for so long there and so we're gonna be able to feed 80,000 meals to people that need it desperately. If you'll just stay for 15 minutes after the service, 15 minutes out there, and, and we've got captains all around, and they'll tell you exactly what to do, and you can get going, and your family can help, everybody can help. It's gonna be amazing. A big church can make a big difference. We get our eyes off ourselves onto God and others. I'm so grateful. You know, it, it doesn't really matter what size a church is. I mean, our church has been every size you can imagine. We used to be the smallest church in America when we started. We've been, you know, it's just like five people, my family, and one, one of my kids wasn't sure. So, um, I mean, we were the smallest church in America. And, and then we grew and became a, a small church, about 150. And then, you know, we've grown and grown. We've been all different sizes, and now we're a large church. And I'm not ashamed of that at all because God did that. People say, how did the church get so big? I don't know, ask God. Blame, I blame God for that one. It doesn't matter what size the church is. What matters is the life in the church. But here's the thing. When God grows the church, it's so exciting because when our church was 150 and I'd send people out to do that, we could do something. It's real, it's fine, it's good. We could do something. God loved it. But now, when we do things like this, man, we can change a community we can make a huge impact that lasts. And then we also, out here at the end, we have banners that are gonna be up all outside about some of the ministries and missions you can get involved in, like our Hungry and Homeless ministry, and all you gotta do is just take out your phone and just um, get the QR code, and it'll send you right to how you can get connected, whether it's our anti-human trafficking ministry, whether it's our foster care ministry, whether it's our Hungry and Homeless ministry, all these ministries are gonna be out there represented and just gotta get the QR code and you're set. So on your way out, the message, the worship won't be over. You know, and then we want every one of you who can to come out 
to Concordia Lutheran School, get registered, and serve for a couple hours. It's gonna be amazing. In Luke 8, 48, this is how this whole thing ends. Then Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you, go in peace. He says, your faith has healed you. The little bit of ordinary imperfect faith you had, you used it to reach out and touch heaven. You touched the hem of heaven and you were forever healed. And so take the little bit of ordinary faith you have, push away all distractions, and you do what God calls you to do today, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you'll touch the hem of heaven, and that's all it takes to change you and to change people around you and miracles to happen. You're at a thin place right now in your heart, in this church. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call upon him while he is near. This says to me that sometimes God is closer than at other times. You, you see, when the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart and God is near, God is close, and heaven is so close, heaven is so near, then you gotta reach out and take hold of heaven because you never know. You never know. You never know if heaven will be this close again. You see, I, I talk to people sometimes who say, well, Pastor, man, I'm gonna get saved one day, but right now I'm having too much fun partying it up. Maybe when I'm old. And it's like, you don't know that you can get saved whenever you wanna get saved. You can only get saved when the Holy Spirit draws you. And if the Holy Spirit stops drawing you, you can't get saved. But right now, if the Holy Spirit is drawing you, and you've never received Christ, heaven is right there, and you'll, you don't know for sure if heaven will be this near again. You gotta reach out and take hold of heaven and receive Christ, and it's free gift of forgiveness. And the Holy Spirit is here to meet your needs. The Holy Spirit is here to work in your heart. The Holy Spirit is here to move you into a new level, and he always asks us to take a step of faith, and maybe it's to go out here, pack food, get involved in one of the ministries, go out to the Tomball area and, and help us serve the community. I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, there's nothing, nothing more important than reaching out and touching heaven. And you never know if heaven will be this near again. Heaven is right here in your hometown. Heaven is right here in your home church. Heaven is right here right now. Jesus Christ, through his Holy Spirit, is passing through. Reach out and touch him, and experience the hope of heaven. I want us to bow our heads right now. And if you've never received Christ, this is your time. This is your time, all you have to do is just say this silently in your heart, this prayer, and touch heaven. Jesus Christ, I need you. My greatest barrier is too great for me to overcome. I can't overcome my sins, so I need you to. I need your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And as much as I understand it, I ask you to come into my life with your Holy Spirit and change me from the inside out. Forgive me of all my sins. I accept your free gift of heaven. Be the Lord of my life. Help me grow in my faith. And then, Lord, I just pray right now for every Christ follower within the sound of my voice that you'd help every one of us reach out and take hold of heaven and bring some heaven into our hearts and lives and workplaces, neighborhoods, and then reach out and notice the people who are unnoticed. Notice the people that are overlooked because, Lord, everyone's hurting. And help us be healing agents from heaven today and every day. 
For that's when we find healing, Lord, when we reach out to bring healing to someone else and we touch you, literally. And so help us to do that today, Lord. Thank you that you're so near and you're so close and you say that you're close to the brokenhearted and you save those who are crushed in spirit. So I pray for those who feel so brokenhearted today. I know that you're so close to them. Let them know it, Lord. Let them feel your presence in the middle of the pain. As you wrap your arms around them and you say, it's gonna be okay. I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. You're gonna make it through. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, now we're at the part of our service where we give back to God some of what he's given us, and our ushers are gonna come right now, and I just really encourage you, challenge you to give, to put God first, to give. Because the secret of living is giving. Giving of your time, your talent, and your treasure. And when you give, you can't outgive God. And when you give, you experience God breaking the grip of distractions in your life. Putting God first in a really important area, your time and your money. That's what it comes down to. If God's not first in my time and money, then he's not first place in my life. And I really encourage those of you who've learned the habit of tithing and putting God first, pray and say, God, should I give more? Because the more you give, the more you're blessed. Should I give more? Chris and I have had the joy of, over the years, increasing our giving, going above and beyond our tithing. God always, always brings so much more joy. And God always meets your needs. And so I just really challenge you, give. And you can give in many different ways. You can give by going to wc.org give. And you can set up recurrent giving and it's safe. You can also take out your smartphone and you can give by texting GIVEWC to 77977. And you can set it up right there on your smartphone on our push pay app. You can mail in your gift. You can give stocks or assets. But give. And I just really challenge you. Put God first this fall in that most important area. We're gonna reach out and step out in faith more than ever, and where God guides, God provides. He always does. Where God guides, God provides. If you wanna be blessed, you gotta bless others, and that's what this church is all about. Blessing others, making a difference. Stepping out in faith, bringing the hope of heaven to the world, and that's what we're gonna do today, and that's what you're doing today with God's grace and power through your giving, through your serving. It's always a double vision. Some people say, well, I just give, so I don't really have time to serve. And other people say, well, I just serve, so I don't really give. No, God always requires a double vision. It's giving and serving. Those two things together make such an impact, such a difference. Well, in church, I want you to stand because when we serve and when we give and when we let the light of heaven come into our hearts then we open up the windows of the world and we let the light in and we're gonna let the light in today god's given us a beautiful sunny day in our area and so i don't know where you are in the world today but pray for heaven to come to earth pray for all those in this area who are going to be going out today to make a difference to be jesus to people and touch jesus but he's going to let the light in in your life and he's gonna let the light in because we are the light of the world. We live in times that are pretty dark, folks, I'm telling you, but we are the light of the world. So I say to you what the prophet Isaiah said, rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises around you. The earth is covered in darkness and thick darkness, but the glory of the Lord rises on you. 
God is raising you up to be a light, a light in the darkness, a light that can never be extinguished. You see, the light always dispels darkness. You bring the light of your life into someone else's life, and it dispels the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome it. So let's let the light in. Let's sing to him, and then we're going to go out, and we're going to keep the service going. We're going to serve. We, we ought to have a, a big sign at the doorway that says the message is just getting started now, and everybody's got to go through and touch it. If you're really small, then we'll lift you up there. Instead of play like a champion today, it's like, hey, the message is just getting started. Let's go out and live the message. Think that as you go out. Let's live the message. Let's be the message. Let's let the light in, Woodland Church. Let's thank the Lord for who he is. He is the light of the world. Hey, church. Thanks for listening to the Woodland Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.